If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, that today you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day of Massa in the desert where your fathers tempted me, detested me, though I had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. This is one of the prayers that for us as priests and religious, we open each day with a prayer to Psalm 95. Come, let's sing joyfully to the Lord. Let's acclaim the Lord. Let's come into his presence singing for joy. Because why? Why we do so? Because reason is that we don't want to be like the people who harden their hearts. So this in the first place, we have this, you know, that, that response to Psalm, which takes us right into Psalm 95. And we're asking the Lord for softened heart. This is something that Jeremiah spoke today. You know, he saw the hardened hearts of his people. Yes, Jeremiah was a priest and a prophet, sixth century primarily, but began already in the seventh century, towards the end of seventh century. And, and so, uh, uh, so what we have here before us is someone who wanted the people of God to turn to him. He saw the consequences of their sins because it seems to be, and as the scripture testifies, is that when people become too well, well to do, they became, become sort of, you know, sort of stagnant when it comes to religious life. They, they're, they're becoming indifferent because their focus is on material goods, acquiring of material goods, acquiring of things, play, building them for themselves in nice places. And then so all of a sudden, you know, their focus is no longer on their spiritual enrichment, on their spiritual life, but it becomes materialistic, materialistic life seems to be the predominant element. And this is what, <clears throat> this is what Jeremiah was asking the people. He says, you know, you are, your people with stiff neck, people hardened, you know, this type of individualism, pursuit of material goods seem to have taken over. And so even though they were threatened by external forces of being destroyed, which was the Babylonians and others. But they said, no, we're okay because we have a temple in Jerusalem. And, and Jeremiah said, well, the temple itself will not protect you unless you're a man, a woman of faith, unless you believe, unless you follow his commandments, because if you don't, you place yourself outside of the covenant relationship. So therefore you do not receive that protection of grace. And so Jeremiah was the one who, who, as he spoke himself, he had that very difficult task of, of challenging the people, inviting them to faith because of the destruction that was about, it was imminent destruction, it was about to take place. They were, and eventually that's what happened. They did not listen to his voice. They did not listen to God's voice and the voice of the prophet speaking that voice, that, those words of God. And so we know the consequences that took place they were destroyed, they were put into exile, they lost their freedom, they lost their country, and, 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 and finally, as you know, even they destroyed, they, the temple was destroyed as well. Today, we're invited not only to look why are we, are we are people of hardened heart, we have to unpack it, 
Because, yes, it is true that, that we can become hardened because we get so preoccupied with everything else. One of the one possibly most difficult things for a hardened heart is this rugged individualism. I choose what I believe. I choose the things I want to do. I do the things I don't care about anybody else. It's sort of rugged individualism where we have become hardened. And, and so it's impermeable, the grace, because I choose and I want this. You know, say like St. James says, why do we choose? Because we, we drive for things that we wish. The greed, which is part of it, you know, the capital sins, which are part of it. And, you know, because it's, it's for me, I get, you know, I get angry with everybody else who does not want to listen to me. The sort of rugged individuals, but also indifference. Indifference. There's something inside of us where we become indifferent, indifferent to the plight of others, and indifferent to the sufferings of others, indifferent to their needs. Uh, we become sort of indifferent. And so these are some of the elements that build up the hardened heart within us. You know, yes, the complacency is another one. You know, we just will become complacent. We, we feel just, okay, as long as I have my comfortable chair, as long as I have my comfortable meal, it doesn't seem to move me with, with, with compassion. And so our compassion, our tenderness seems to be reduced, and therefore we don't feel. But these are some of the things that bring us to that moment. But there's, there's still something beneath all of it. And what, what is beneath is the spirit, spirit of evil. Spirit of evil. You know, there is a spirit that opposes God. We hear, we hear this right from the beginning of Book of Genesis. There's a personification of that spirit of indifference. There's a personification of the spirit of evil. And that is, that is Satan and that is the devils, the horde, cohort of devils who, and demons who work uh, with him. And, and so it's a spirit of the evil that opposes God. And you know what? I have to say that looking at statistics, I was shocked to see that 40% that of Christians do not believe in the presence, living presence of evil, personified. In, it's not a personal evil, just like today we, we hear the, the gospel itself, Jesus addressing the evil, addressing the evil, the consequences of the presence of evil. And you know, and I, I was I was I was absolutely shocked when I read that 40% of Christians don't believe in a personal existence of Satan, but they consider it to be symbolic, a symbol of evil, symbol of evil. Well, it's nice to consider the symbol of evil, but there's something more. There's something more powerful. How come? If it's a symbol only, then why is it have the, why does it have an effect on us? How does it affect us? And we know that it's not the symbol of evil that supposes God is the real person, is the, is the one who is the adversary. The name Satan means adversary, the adversary to the plans of God. We see that already in, in the book of Genesis. You know, the temptation, the original sin. What is it all about? Yes, con confronting, rejecting God's plan of, 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 of giving us uh, eternity, giving us beautiful gifts of the divine divine sonship and daughtership that he wants to reject it so he rejects this and we follow this path once we start follow this path then we distrust you know we become a hardened of heart also because we don't really listen we don't want to listen we don't enter into dialogue with god 
And so this is what goes on inside of us. You know, there's always the struggle, you know, the, the, the doubts which come up, all the things which, which kind of reduce the level of our fervency and love for the Lord or push us away from having a direct dialogue with God. And so this is what the Lord came for. Jesus, the, the incarnate Word of God, the true Son of God, He came to confront evil, to confront the adversary, to restore again uh, uh, the, the kingdom of God, God's presence among in, in people's hearts in His world today. This is what the Lord came to confront, Satan and evil, Satan and sin. You know, Easter is coming. And, and one of the first things that we are asked to do on Easter, uh, the, starting with Easter Vigil, is to renounce Satan and all his works and all his empty promises and to believe in God. You know, because what happens is the evil one is confronting and, and he wants to follow his plan. Uh, you'll enjoy. This is, remember how, how the, uh, the, the Satan tempted Jesus? Uh, he, he wanted to give him material goods, power, ability to do things, you know, to, for the show. You'll be the strongest person on this earth. You'll be the most, you know, you, you'll be the richest. I'll give you all the riches. And, you know, and these are the empty promises that, the, that Satan wants to give us. Empty promises. Just too many people accept that they will be fully, you know, more, more fully personal, enjoy life if they have all these things at their disposal rather than opening themselves to God, to his grace, to his love, to his mercy, to, to, that, to that compassionate uh, and, and tenderheartedness that is so required because this is how God, God is inviting us to share in the very, very sonship of God. And we have to look at the, the presence of evil. So many Christians do not accept personal personal presence of evil and, and, and the effect that it has on us, then, then, then what happens, we, we, we succumb to that power. The you know, spirit of rebellion, spirit of lack of charity, spirit of, of, of indifference, you know, the spirit of, 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 of gluttony and lust, these are powerful effects on us. And so we need protection from the Lord and God sending his son gave us the capacity, gave us the, the, the ability to confront evil. And then we have at our disposal because Christians themselves are affected by that, by the, by the, by, by the, the spirit of, of evil. And you know, and more so sometimes, I, I read in the same study, which is the Barna Group study, they, you know, they, they said, which was even scared me more, is that many people don't, many Christians do not except even the presence of the Holy Spirit. They seem to be lacking in the awareness and knowledge of that, of that unique gift that God the Father has given to us through, his, through his, the Holy Spirit. It is a weaker understanding, and of course, it is the Holy Spirit that, that, that has an effect on us. It leads us to prayer, but we have to listen because the heart and heart will not allow the Holy Spirit to speak in our hearts, to invite us to the reality of God, to the kingdom and kingship of God, we place ourselves at his disposal. But we know that through the Holy Spirit, the word that we read touches our heart. It makes a difference when we, when we read the words that Jesus spoke to us and, and in the story of the, the beautiful manifestation of his power. 
that he manifested the power to remove evil from our midst. And, and we know that we share that, that capacity as church because the bishops, the, the, those who have inherited the, the ministry and, and the power authority from the apostles are bishops. And, and they do have the power to expel demons. They do have, they received it. They assign it often to priests. I have to tell you this little story. I went to our house in Brazil, you know, uh, you know, we have Marians there, you know, are the, you know, I was just always uh, very much impressed by their work, by their dedication to work among the poor, especially in the slums. I was always moved by, by their love for the people. But one of them not, but in the, in the past we also had others. But one of them that I stayed with, young, wonderful priest in his, in his late 30s, late 40s, and every night I stayed in his parish, and every night he goes to, 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 uh, for, for, the, for his work in exorcism. He's the one who's, who's delivering people from evil. Every night he would say, pray for me, I'm going back to my work, my evening, my evening task. He would make it, make it words, light words, but every night he goes and spends time and prayer, praying over people, uh, removing the power of evil, not only that, but expelling demons from the people and from their lives. Okay, that is his work. That is assignment. I, I was so moved by him because in, in, that, in that simplicity of heart, he says, pray for me that, I may, that they, may, they may manifest that power of the Lord Jesus in their lives to remove, remove that, 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 that evil from, from their hearts, that personal evil, the effects of the evil one, but also but to exercise, to remove the demons from their hearts. Now, there's, there's something here that the Lord is asking us. You know, he's challenging the people who, who blame him that he is expelling demons by the power of the evil one. And Jesus uses such a powerful common sense. He says, if that's the case, then the kingdom of Satan is already over because it is divided. But the kingdom of Satan is not divided. We see it in, in the effects in our, in, our, in our culture today. You know, I, 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 I went to, uh, I was, did a mission uh, and, and in, a, in, in, in Salem, Massachusetts. And, and I found out that there's more children who go to the Sunday school of Satan than Christians. I mean, I, I, I don't have the verification, but this is what I was informed. I mean, if this is the case, this is tragic, which means people accept evil, personal evil, Satan. That means, that means they're under the effect. And, and you know how many of the temples which are arising around the, our country and, and, and the statues which are going up you know, being considered to be somebody as a hero. You know, he's standing up to God. I mean, what tragedy there is because people do not realize the effects that it has on the, on the, on the soul. We are sort of are becoming indifferent. Well, whatever you wish to believe, whatever you wanted to do, you know, it's like, oh, it's okay. It's not okay. It's like, you know, it's not okay when we just allow, you know, you know poisons to enter our hearts or when we allow, allow even virus to, to, to attack us. No, it's not okay because it, 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 it devastates our bodies, you know, even may cause our, 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 our death. In the same way, we cannot allow evil one to just enter freely. We have to defend it. And what type of defense we have? First of all, we have our Lord Jesus, our faith. 
We believe in him. We believe in his power. We believe in his love and mercy. We have also not only that, but he gives us the power to overcome sin. Yes, through confessions, through confessing our, our own, our own, you know, sinfulness, our sins that we have committed. By confessing it, we reduce the, 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 the power of the evil one on us. Because the minute we confess, the minute we do penance, and this is why the importance of Lent is when we start doing penance, we, we sort of cover, uh, cover ourselves with grace so that there's no effects of evil on entering us. And, you know, and, and more, we, we have not only the, the power of our Lord's grace and evil, but we have his sacraments. Jesus gave us the sacrament of penance by which we remove sin. We have the, the, we have the, the gift of baptism, obviously, that removes the original sin. But we have the Eucharist with us, the power of Christ. He is, he is with us. We have his word. We have his word, word that instructs us. It's the invitation by the Lord to a dialogue, that we enter a dialogue, even if sometimes we may not have that strong faith. But it says, Lord, you have to help me. I want to listen to your voice. I want to hear it. And even when there's an opposition in my heart, when I rebel against it, you have to squelch, squelch that rebellion. You have to help me to overcome it because you know that the Lord speaks the truth. And so this is why we have to do is we, we, we cannot allow the culture which is secular, atheistic, which actually promotes all the stuff which, which you know, the, the, the kingdom of Satan wants to have. He wants to promote all these things. You know, first of all, rejection of God, indifference to God, injections to, to, his, to his invitation to a relationship of love. And so we have to defend ourselves. But we do have, we do have the Spirit. The Lord gives us a Spirit, a Holy Spirit, and life. He gives us words of everlasting life. He's with us. He'll always be there with us. The Holy Spirit will guide us. He will lead us to full truth. He will transform the word that we listen to, uh, to be a living word, to be a great invitation. He will, the Holy Spirit will transform the bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ, the true presence of God. This is a gift of faith. This is a gift of, of incredible you know, love that the Father has for us so that we may welcome his Son, that we may receive his word, but also receive him in the Eucharist. May we then today, as we continue the sacred liturgy, be mindful of the things that block our relationship with God. Let us ask the Lord to remove our indifference, rugged individualism, materialism, anything that, that, that traps us, you know, the, 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 the capital sins, the lusts, the gluttonies, the, 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 anything that drives us and creates within us trappings and addictions, all those things, and, and God, who is able to overcome just like Jesus. He is able to overcome and remove Satan from our midst. He will replace the Satan's kingdom with the kingdom of God. And that kingdom of God will lead us into eternal joy, into a relationship with God, but also the very presence of the future of glory. And that's our hope. This is why we are here. He's merciful and kind. He removes the sin and brokenness. He prepares for eternal life. And that is through our Lord Jesus Christ, through his suffering and death, through his resurrection, and through the power of the Holy Spirit of the Father's love. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, 
prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.